1: Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines, and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Folks, we've made it to the sweet, sweet weekend, so hang on to your coal mining asses. Because here we go.
0: One, two, three. Coming out of my cage.
1: folks if that doesn't make you have a good weekend i don't know what this show is going to do for you cuz it's not going to get better than that you can turn it off right now cuz that is the jam to take you through the weekend that uh that, that's these amazing mashup dj's these guys two guys named the hood internet that that's been doing it for oh i want to say decades it's anyways all of those songs are from the year 2003 all in one four minute magical magical mashup I you know if you what's great I always say, I I think of something new great about mashups all the time, but what's great about something like that has so many songs and each of those songs have like some kind of signifying memory to it. So you just, you're getting into the beat. It kind of creates a whole new song with the mashup. But then also you're thinking about those, that time when you were at the dive bar in 2003 and you played maps by the yeah, yeah, yeahs and you were like bumming out and now you laugh because you made it, what are we, what are we, 19 years late? Oh my God. Folks, what are we even doing? Anyways, we've got the whole weekend ahead of us. You can do whatever you want with this weekend, right? You can see friends. You can see family. You can hang out by yourself. You can watch TV. You can watch a movie. You can read a book. You can read a magazine. You can eat something good. You can make something good. You can call people that you haven't talked to in a long time. You can go take your shoes off. You can go run through the grass. You can go hike. You can go swimming, uh, in a lot of places, you don't even have to wear masks anymore. You can go see the Batman. You can go see a concert. Folks, the weather is beautiful. We are so blessed right now here where we are. So let's make the most of it this weekend. I hope I hope I hit your ears in a good place today because I want to have some fun with you. I want to send you off into that weekend in uh, in a good manner, if you will. Now, I was supposed to release... It <laughs> I I don't even with the excuses but I had an episode with Gabrielle Bluestone I still have an episode with Gabrielle Bluestone and it's an amazing episode about her writing and and more stuff about scammers and Caroline Calloway and all of this stuff but she uh there's a little there I don't know if you've ever heard of a person named Ellen Pompeo <laughs> she uh she's on Grey's Anatomy for the last 80 billion years but now she has a podcast and she just released the one with Gabrielle yesterday, or like the day before, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because here's it: I want to give Ellen's podcast a chance to shine. <laughs> you know, like she need, she needs the attention. I don't want to take any of her shine. She needs this more than I ever will. Uh, no, but I didn't want to do that. You know, I know that sounds silly because I don't think like my listeners are like. I mean, I'm sure you guys like Ellen Pompeo, but it's not like you're like, wait. Pompeo has a pod, got it, got to go, got to go listen. But I love Gabrielle, so I just wanted to give it a little space, so I'll I'll release that next week. So there was one ready to go. I just kind of felt weird releasing it because, and also, you always think about you're hoping that the guests will promote it in some way, whether it's just kind of reposting your post, which is a lot to ask. I know that sounds silly. You would think not, but it, it, it sometimes is. People are very, you guys have noticed this, people are very particular about their social media. So, uh, I decided not to, and I didn't want to do something else last minute because your boy went to uh, his future wife's concert last night. Dua Lipa at the Forum. I gotta tell you, you guys, Dua Lipa, she's perfect. She's perfect. I, I felt like Owen Wilson in the in the in the movie "Marry Me," the horrible movie "Marry Me" with Jennifer Lopez that just came out on Valentine's Day. I had a sign the whole time that said "Marry Me." or else. No, I, I didn't have a sign. That would I wish I did have a sign cuz that would have been a great Instagram picture. But uh her her album Future Nostalgia is was one of my favorite albums over the quarantine, which sounds hysterical. Like, you know what movie, you know what album I loved being locked indoors to was that album, which is just like the best kind of dancey album and it was so weird that we had to stay inside during that, so she kind of missed that year where she would have been touring, but now she's touring now, and it was just perfect. And I gotta tell you, we, you know, especially Los Angeles has been so strict in so many ways, but it really is. The weather's very nice here right now, you guys. I've been hiking a lot more lately, kind of trying to force myself to get out, move around a lot, a lot more. But if you guys have known me for a while, you guys know how much I love live music, and it's really been nice. To start adding that back in, I am so lucky. I am so lucky. I don't have kids, so uh, you know that that's my kids are my concerts. So you know, <laughs> like, and then you guys, you know, Connor, my nephew, we call him Watermelon. If you don't know, he was on like the first episode of early like the second episode, second or third episode of So Bad It's Good way back in the day. And then my sister said he can no longer be on the show because of my language and certain view, <laughs> certain views I have. But now watermelon is 14 years old you've heard some of his rap music if you're fans of the show uh he he just released an ep called suburban kid which actually is on spotify and apple music the kids like tech he's technically brilliant but anyways i guess his first concert was dua lipa last week and my mom his grandma told me it was like yo she didn't say yo that would have been that would be hysterical my mom started telling me like like yo ryan what's up it's mom Um, she said, Connor went to his first concert and I was like, oh, cool. I was expecting like Christian rock or something. And, and it was do a leap. And I was like, it was like needle scratch, like what? And I guess he went with a friend. And so I was like, nice. And then, you know, and, and a lot of you guys have kids and a lot of you guys have teenage kids. I don't, but I, I, you know, I try to take every opportunity to, uh, be cool in my nephew and niece's eyes and I fail miserably every time, but I was like, well, that's perfect. I'm going to do a leap on Wednesday. So I'll text uh, my nephew and go, yo, what's up, dude? Fellow do a leap, a concert goer. How was it? And he was like, good. I'm like, great. Thank you for all the details. Nice uh yep gonna go to the old show like and I didn't even know what to say at that point because I it was like a one-word answer and I was like how do I keep this going and I just like I always default to like do you do you need any money (laughs) like do you you guys do you need anything um and then because then I was like testing the water and I was like I was at the show and then I was like really close I was on the floor and like you know I was like oh man and I got like really shy like and she's really kind of sexy and I hate to I don't want to be like weird or anything like that but she's really pretty and sexy and so I send him um, one of the videos of her in like a really skimpy outfit because I was like hey check this out I didn't say check this out dude I just sent it and then I was like I wonder if I'll get in trouble with my sister for sending that video like she's not nude or anything but she was in kind of like a guess she's see through I'm really making this way worse for myself as I explain it anyways I send that last night still hasn't responded to me so now I'm like the weird uncle that's sending Dua Lipa dancing videos. You know what I'm saying? It's I've thought about this all day and I don't know how to. I don't know, like, do I hit the picture and do the little question mark that Apple does? Like, what, like, or do I go, pretty good, huh? Like, what do I say? And also, why doesn't anyone ask me questions? Like, I was thinking at least, like, wow, you're close. Like, I, I didn't even get a wow, you're close. Like, what the fuck? Like, I have a fucking podcast. Wait. I just almost said I had a fucking podcast like as a cool way. Oh, God, you guys, I'm a nerd. I just realized I am a huge liability for Connor. Whew. I'm just lucky to be around that guy. No, it's like I just would really would like and then I yeah, it's like, I don't know, like, yo, man, your Christmas gift is on the line. If you don't write me back, you know, like, I mean, I'm not above. And that's the other thing, too. I also want to go. Yo. I will poison your relationship with your grandparents, my parents, if you try to, like, not be cool with me, you know? Like, you give me respect, dude. I'm with I Radio, brother. I've made podcasting TV and radio charts, man. And uh, But, I like, I'm about to make a call this weekend. I go, Mom, cut him off. You know, because they'll always, like, buy him, like, Costco sushi and stuff when he comes over. And I'm like, this kid just – like, I've never seen a kid like this eat since me. I'm the big eater. And now when I go there, it's like sometimes we have to like, you know, my mom does like this shrimp cocktail thing. It's always our Christmas Eve thing. One time this this Emmafer is like eating all the shrimp. All the shrimp. And not and and, and my mom's going, "Look what a good eater he is." Like, oh, look, what a good eater. Like, I wasn't said, I was said, look, look at the piggish eater. Like, it was never good eater. It was like, Ryan, save a little for everybody else. But he, we all can grow. We put him up on a chair and like, oh, uh, uh, nah. like we all bounce around with him. And he's like, these are, big. I'm like, I could fucking eat him under the table. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And like, listen, if he was nice back to me, that would mean I, I would go out of my way for him. I'd be like, hey, next to a Lipa concert, I'm gonna fly you Southwest Airlines over to LA. We'll go together, brother. And I can't do a private kind of thing yet, but like that would be like I'm not I'm not Randall Emmett. Um so I don't know, like I just it's like I felt like I was like waiting for a girl to text me back. Like I was like nervous. I was like did I do too much? Should I wait 3 days? What do I do? And then I was like this is what happens when you reach out. Like don't reach out to people. Like I get really weird about that stuff. Like I'm like I talk all day, so why would I even encourage like having other <sighs> anyways, the concert was amazing. If Dua Lipa is coming to your town, you will have a blast. It was so so good. Really really loved it. So highly recommend Dua Lipa. That is my first recommendation for the weekend is go see Dua Lipa, of course. Uh, how are you guys doing? Are you good? Um, it It's one of those things, like, I miss... It's weird. Like, this is so my life right now, and you guys even have no idea. Like, I know I release a lot of stuff, and Patreon. What's up, baddies? What's up, Patreon? You got two episodes coming to you, I think, tomorrow, actually, on Friday. Uh, We've got the Gallery Girls. By the way, Emily Clayton, if you're listening, the reason Gallery Girls episode two is late is because Emily Clayton was supposed to podcast with me four days ago, and she has been brushing me off. If anybody knows Emily Clayton, you get at her. I think she's in love or something. And I don't, I don't even want to get into it, but I'm like, yo, I will go solo. Like I invited you to do this. You bet like, and she's in Vegas. She's just, everybody's got to, everybody's got to get some like quarantine mentality again and hunker down and do their shit. I hate to quote one of my favorite people ever, but you got to work. You got to get up and work. Nobody wants to work anymore, Kim Kardashian says. Speaking of Kim Kardashian, this day was very busy in a lot of ways. I did a two hour podcast that you'll be hearing next week also with the ladies from Say Bible. It's a Kardashian podcast. They've been on before. They took a really like a hiatus from the Kardashian podcast, Say Bible, but they are back just in time for the new Kardashian show. And I had a Kardashian podcast for you solo, but I would much rather talk to two experts, Kathleen Lee uh, and Natalie Franklin. And Natalie, you know, also runs the Nori's Black Book account, the Northwest account that has like a million followers and she was on the Kardashians. So we talked for two hours. We ran the gamut. It went everywhere. And I mean, we even were dipping into Will Smith and Red Table Talk. And it was just, I can't wait for you. Even if you hate the Kardashians, which by the way, sometimes I do too, you're going to love them. I can guarantee you, you will love this conversation. If you don't know them, you will love them. Guaranteed. That's not where I ended though. I also started off the morning, um, talking to Vanessa Riser, and Vanessa Riser does a lot of work, um, uh, with narcissism, uh, uh, with, with, with narcissistic abuse, uh, counseling. Uh, she's an Iron Man. She ran across the state of New York in a wedding dress to draw attention to narcissistic abuse. Uh, and her ex-boyfriend, if you look her up, Vanessa Riser, is um, <coughs> Louie <coughs> from Real Housewives New Jersey. Uh, she will be on, I think I might be releasing two episodes tomorrow. That episode is ready to go. And I might put that in as a second episode for the weekend, but it's, it has laughed and has, but it's, it's so good. It is so important for us, not us, for ladies and men to a degree to kind of realize what narcissism is, what, what, you know, we're in the society of being scammed. You know, we see these things on Netflix every weekend, Bad Vegan, that four-part documentary I talked about this week. You know, this guy was completely narcissistic, took it to a whole new level. We talk about that in the interview. We talk about Brooks and Vicky from Real Housewives of Orange County. Brooks, an early Bravo person with narcissistic capabilities that faked he had cancer for the love of God. And we also get to talk about some Real Housewives in New Jersey, even though we're, I don't name... Any names, you know, you can look up Vanessa and her history and stuff, but it was it was a, a delight to talk to her, and uh, I really, really admire the work that she's doing, so I can't wait for you guys to hear that again. That as well, it's kind of a separate thing. We have some laughs, but at the same time, I love those things where we can just kind of talk, and I get to hear her story, and hear how she counsels people, and hear, you know, it's one of those interesting things. It's made me think so much about my past relationships You know, uh, I watched that Phoenix Rising, the two-part documentary about Evan Rachel Wood's um, relationship with Marilyn Manson and the abuse that she had at her hands, at his hands, allegedly. Very harrowing. It's on HBO Max. I recommend it. But I also go – like, it's really heavy. It's one of those things. It's like you really have to go in knowing what it is. It's not like, hey, hon, Saturday night, let's put on that Evan Rachel Wood Phoenix Rising documentary about the abuse with Marilyn Manson. It's intense. It really is. Like, I was watching that when I went to bed, and I was like, this isn't good. This isn't good. But it was – It was eye-opening, but unfortunately not surprising. And that seems to be a lot these days that so many unfortunate things happen, but they don't seem to be surprising anymore. And that's sad on one uh, hand. So you want to be aware of what's going on, and especially if you have kids, so you can kind of let them know. When I was growing up, I, I was trying to think when the first time I heard narcissist. Like I remember, and I was trying to think of the times that I guilted, like I remember... My high school girlfriend. I remember being so scared that she would break up with me, and I, rem- I like, I, I think I like, I remember guilting her at one point, and then not breaking up with me. Like that's horrible. Like that's. I, I think about that now, and I cringe. You know, like it was like that first love that you've ever had and your heart's never felt that way in your life and you don't even know what the fuck is happening. And it's the same thing with that breakup. It's the first breakup you have that actually means something and you feel like you're literally dying because your heart's never felt that way in, in its life. And then, you know, unfortunately, we get muscle memory and we re, we we find out what pain is and we're like, OK, I know exactly what this is. It hurts, but it will pass. Um But it's interesting. You want to be aware of your own behavior, right? You don't want to repeat mistakes and you want to give people respect. There's so much stuff that goes into this. And it's kind of, if you look at it in a way, it can be really frustrating, right? Depends on how you frame it. It can be frustrating because, oh my God, it's another thing that I have to do. I have to make sure I'm good to people, (laughs) you know? I know that sounds like I'm joking, but... It can be one of those things of like, man, can I just be, yes, we can all be, but like the golden rule is like, you don't want to harm other people. Right. And even if you have good reasons for it, even if you, you know, that's one of those things that I come to grips with too, is that even if I have reasons for things, it sometimes still doesn't make it right. Um, and I, I think on my good days, I really appreciate that, that we always, uh, are still learning and on my bad days, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate that we're still learning. I hate that I'm learning new things every day. I hate that I have to exercise to keep... Uh, average body up I hate you know like there's all these things but it always depends on how you attack it anyways enough of that shit that's just what what's coming up plus we have so many other guests uh, I said earlier this week I'm working with an organizational expert uh, and of course Sandra and Medica. I've got a nice little team so things uh, can run a lot smoother than they have and I don't think you guys probably have noticed anything here nor there but this is my life and it's like 24-7 uh, for me I'm either on Instagram, I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing interviews, I'm doing other people's podcasts, I have to get headshots on Tuesday. I mean, I had a staph infection on my face for the love of God a, a month or so ago. So things are constantly busy. And it's the dream, right? This is the dream. I don't want to blow this. And and I, I always feel like I'm blowing it. I always feel like I'm letting somebody down, letting myself down letting but at the same time, there is not a day that goes by that I'm not like, How fucking cool is it that I get to do this? How cool is this? How cool that we get to commune with each other? I am sounding such like a hippie today. I I don't know what it is. I got to turn on my grateful dad or something. Um, Speaking of, uh, I guess that kind of falls in mental health. I wanted to get you an update. I told you, I think a couple months ago, I started seeing a psychiatrist. And uh, I'm very open about taking antidepressants. Uh, I was taking Lexapro and Wellbutrin. And... uh, the it kind of, it, I don't think it was wearing off. I mean, this had been for a couple years, uh, you know, after my divorce and it really did help. Um, but I started to find myself getting really, uh, I think around the holidays, uh, I started really feeling not just in a funk, but that I, I you know, uh, kind of not even bored with my life, but like this again, I have to deal with this all the time. And, you know, even having that feeling, I knew, okay, well, you have to see somebody then, right? That's what we talk about even on those ads for better, better help and stuff is that, you know, if, if, you know, we have no issues going with the gym or doing something for our body, but we always have these weird issues with doing something for our mind or our mental state, you know? And, and I'm like, wow, if there is science that I can actually help with this, why not talk to a professional if it is a professional? So, uh, I am now on Prozac and have been the last couple of months and I have gotten off completely Lexapro and Wellbutrin. God, I sound like a fucking pharmacist myself. Like I never in my life, up until a couple of years ago, you guys, I had never taken antidepressants. Uh, I had never done that. Um, I had done therapy, but never antidepressants. So the Prozac is working really well. I mean, I, I guess, well, I'm, I still get bombed. I still do, you know, it's I'm still me. Uh, the magic that makes me be uh, essentially being bummed out, you know, it's still there. But um, I, I feel a little lighter. Uh, also, this is something that I had said on Sophie Ross, she's the co host on Monday, I do the pro, uh, the pop culture roundup with, who her new podcast is out called uh, uh, so true with Sophie Ross. I'm on the first episode and I know she had a solo episode this week, I believe always worth checking out. But I gave her an exclusive on the interview I did with her if you haven't listened to it was that uh, we have talked a lot on the show or and especially on the Patreon me and Medita Lopez will talk about well, um, Adderall, you know, is that I was like, I was reading these articles there was an article from Dave Holmes that I was reading about adult ADHD and it just sounded so familiar about not being able to focus or even sitting in front of your computer for hours and hours and only getting like a small amount of work done and you know me and Meditza would argue about this on the Patreon because I think she was thinking oh well you want to do it for weight loss or the, and I was like that actually it didn't even cross my mind but that sounds actually amazing <laughs> But listen, I want to make sure things are safe and stuff. So two months, like I had told the the psychiatrist that he was like, well, let's see how you do on the Prozac. Let's see. And, you know, two months in, um, we decided to give Adderall a try and I'm on a very small dose. Uh, We tried it for the first month and it's gone. I've kept this to myself mainly because I didn't want everybody's opinions about it because I realized this is a hot button issue for a lot of people. Um, I noticed that people had real strong opinions about this when I brought it up and I wanted to do it the right way. And I also wanted to do it for myself where I could judge it without other people's voices kind of like not attacking me, but you know, I wanted to figure it out for myself. And I took it and you know, it, it didn't do like, you know, it was like, oh, you'll be cracked out and you'll be that, this and that. And it didn't for me, it kind of like, and not in an insane, it kind of helped me focus. I mean, not, it's a very small dose. So I, I didn't notice like a ground altering, life-changing experience, but I did notice I was better at a lot of things. I did notice it didn't affect my sleep. It wasn't like making me stay up at all hours of the night. I mean, in fact, I was getting better sleep this month than I have other months. Um, and who knows if that has anything to do with it. So I met him again today, the psychiatrist. We have monthly appointments. And we're going up to a little bit of a higher dose to see if that helps anything or if that's too much. And I'll keep you guys posted. But I wanted to share that with you guys um, because A, you're family at this point. And B, I want everybody to like say, you know, if, if there is an issue and especially coming out of the couple of years that we're coming out of and seeing how much tragedy there is in the world, how many interpersonal relationships, everything's so confusing. And it sometimes can seem way too much. It can be, it can be just, really way way too much i don't see how any of us are dealing uh in a way and i think it's like amazing how graceful a lot of you guys are and living your lives but i think there is no shame in the doctor game like you gotta you you know you gotta see what's provided and it can be really expensive hopefully you have insurance but if you don't i can give you actually resources to check out i know there's a uh, uh you know for your town to see where therapists have a sliding scale, or you know there's a lot of different things, but never think anything is hopeless. I know our minds will just lie to us right and left, but just remember it's not hopeless, and remember things like this it brings people together, it says you aren't alone. you know the the things that we love we love them together, this bonds us. I was talking to Vanessa the Louise X today, and we she was a fan of reality shows. And she was saying, "Well, sometimes I'm embarrassed by." It. I'm like, "No, no, no, no. We never we we say it we we say it with our chests out. We love this shit. It's great, and this holds up a mirror to society." I'm reading this great book right now. Who I'm having this author on the show pretty soon. True story: What reality TV says about us by Danielle J. Lindeman. And, uh, she's a, she has a PhD, but it is so fascinating talking about reality shows from a sociological angle. I can't wait to talk to her because I have so, it's just, it it totally would be your jam, you guys. And, uh, I just think it's so cool. Like, it's like, remember you aren't alone. Like even in the shit we like you definitely aren't alone. If you like this, we all are together in that thing. Okay, enough of uh, the personal hubby-jubby, whatever we want to call it. Let's get to some news, shall we, before we get into a Real Housewives of Orange County recap. Do you guys mind if we make this a little long? Do that Lara, that one I did on Wednesday. It was like a three-hour podcast. I don't know why I'm sitting here apologizing about not doing a Thursday show. My God, you probably haven't even gotten through that. Oh, I want, wait, actually, one more personal thing. This was great. Um, So I really want you guys to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You don't even have to write anything. Just leave it five stars on Apple Podcasts and five stars on Spotify. It really does help. I'm very opinionated. So sometimes people will leave reviews because they don't like a guest. They don't like my Monday co-host. They don't like something I said about Lisa Rinna. It's very interesting how you get reviews. Um, And I don't want to combat anything. If you like it, leave me a good review. Maybe think about taking a minute this weekend, sitting down there, just hitting that five star button or writing something about something you like about the show. If not, I always try not to, uh, pester people too much about that, but it does help. Remember, this is how I got, I Heart radio was through reviews and things like that. Um, okay. So I wanted to read this review. This is really cool. Uh, this is from a listener, homi Mono from Sunday. And like I said, I don't read reviews, but my roommate does. <laughs> I think my roommate is always looking to hear bad things about me. So no, she, I'm joking. She saw this and she goes, and I'll always be like, don't tell me about reviews. And she'll be like this one. Can you, can you got, can I read this to you or send it to you? And I was like, ah, cause I, I get, you know, I don't want to be self-conscious about what I do. And she sent this one, and I just thought it was really nice. It was cool. It says Ryan Bailey rocks, two exclamation points. So you know it's good. Five star, also good. And this is great. She goes, she or he, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know if it's specified. Okay, so it goes, I listen to every show, sometimes twice or slowly. And always learn something. To be honest, this is a chance for me to practice listening to English language here in Japan while still plugging into American pop culture. He is my language app. I hope that is not cheating, lol. I get a warm feeling from this show. What a smart, hardworking, genuinely warm guy Ryan is. Keep up the great work. Thumbs up emoji. Hamimono. Hamimono, I hope I'm saying your name right. Thank you so much. I, I Like I said, I don't usually, but that really is so great and you guys what the fuck are you doing you some you probably only listen to this half or once they're listening to it twice slowly and they're learning from it a whole nother language what are you guys doing Get on bo- Hami Mono knows what's up. Hami Mono, thank you. I wanted to shout that out because it just uh, it tickled me a couple days uh, ago, and I I made a note because I wanted to bring it up. So if you could try to beat Hami Mono, see maybe listen to it four times, maybe then write an amazing review, whatever you want to do. Also, if in your New York this weekend, Sarah Galley is doing her uh, second live podcast show um, at. Club Cummings, C U M M I N G S. You can find that on her Instagram. Margaret Josephs is making a virtual appearance. Evan Ross Katz is there, uh, but we want to support those things because I want to go out on tour and I want to make sure there's an audience, and I know we share a lot of the same audience. So go support her. Tell her afterwards that that you that you know I sent you if you're there. uh Okay. Some other stuff. You guys, huge news, and I think so bad it's goodies or baddies or whatever we call ourselves. We did this. We have a second season pickup for And Just Like That, the Che Diaz story. Uh, 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 uh. Remember, that was Che finger banging Miranda in the kitchen. Uh, uh, uh. It was like a barking seal. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm a grown man in my bedroom. This is the part if I still lived with my parents, my mom would be like, Ryan, are you Okay. I heard a barking seal. No, Mom, I was just doing an impression of Che Diaz finger-blasting Miranda while Sarah Jessica Parker's character was in the bedroom when she was supposed to take care of her, and then she pissed herself. Oh, okay, well, just try to get some sleep. So we got a second season pickup, and just like that, coming back for a second season that is very exciting. It was one of my favorite hate watches that I've ever... And right, right now, it is just as valid to hate watch something and love it because of that as... It would be to love something and love watch it. You know what I'm saying? It's just as valid. Don't let anybody tell you differently, which actually is so funny. I I I tweeted this yesterday. There's a show on HBO called The Gilded Age um, that has actually Miranda in it from Sex and the City in it. And I guess Meryl Streep's daughter is in it. And everybody on Twitter keeps saying how horrible she is in it. And I had never wanted to watch The Gilded Age because I don't like period pieces. Like, the costumes always make me sad because I'm just like – I wear basketball shorts most of the time. And, like, these people are in, like, full, like, petticoats and blah, blah, blah. And it just – it always just – it reminds me of, like, Lenny Kravitz and Johnny Depp, how much time it takes for them to get ready in the day because they're putting on, like, a thousand bracelets, necklaces, boots, belts, like, the whole fucking – you know, it's like there's like – there's – (laughs) <laughs> you're not getting out of the house in like a quick five minutes if you're hanging out with those guys. It's like one of the what is that thing where they're like spin around in the mirror and then the first thing you notice take off. Like Lenny Kravitz adds things. Fuckers putting like what uh, was that thing with the huge scarf that it, that's one of my favorite pictures ever. Like he loves an accessory. But anyway, so the Gilded Age is like period piece. But now, like so many people complain about Meryl Streep's daughter's performance in the Gilded Age. where now I'm like. I really want to watch the Gilded Age, which is so disturbing. We used to really just watch things because it was good. And now it's like, if it's bad, I'm like, I need to watch that. Like, that sounds really enjoyable to me. Isn't that funny? So anyways, and just like that, coming back for a second season, we don't know if Che Diaz is coming back, but it better fuck. Che Diaz better fucking be there. Che Diaz put that show on the map. Uh, Move over, Sarah. It is Che Diaz's show. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind a Che Diaz spinoff. Like I just like you know. We've talked about that. There's so many opportunities for a Che Diaz spinoff. But anyways, very excited that that's happening. Also, you guys selling Sunset. One of the. I think about selling sunset a lot. Uh, the Netflix reality show that's like million dollar listing, but a lot brighter and shinier because of how they shoot it. And the cast is more attractive and it's potentially all fake. It feels fake. Like you feel like you're watching what like a rope. Like it's like if you told a like an AI robot, like if you explain what real estate and reality shows were, this is what they would come up with. It just feels all very robotic, like Westworld robots. You know, you're like, ah, I don't know if any of this is making this feel like you're always like, this feels weird. I don't know if I like this. But then you just keep watching it, you keep consuming it. It's it's one of the biggest arguments for the Matrix that I've ever uh had. So Selling Sunset has a season five premiere date, and a new cast member meet Agent Chelsea Lascani. Uh, The newest member of the Oppenheim Group tells people that the new season is like nothing you've ever seen before on TV. Oh, Chelsea, you big liar. That is just – that's one of the biggest lies I've ever – I mean, if something – like, if it legitimately is something I've never – seen, like, if it's, like, like the human centipede or something like that happens, then I'll, like – I'll be like, Chelsea was right. I've never seen anything like that. But, like, one of the – like, the $75 million mansion that Davina was trying to sell, if that blows up, I'll be like, okay. Okay, you got me, Chelsea. I literally never expected that coming. But we know it's not going to be that, right? We know. It's going to be the same – but it'll be like, no, I was wearing a really short dress. Like, one of the shortest dresses you've ever seen on TV. The gang, the Oppenheim gang returns to the to the tiny screens on April 22nd. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to take your calendar out, mark April 22nd. Now, I want you, you to dance your fingers over three days away, April 25th. That is the day I was born, that I graced this earth. So I just want you to know that. Write it down. If you need my address to send me gifts, um, if you want to do any kind of air writing with a plane, there's so many options, but let's... Let's, come on, it's it would be a great week selling sunset me. I don't know how you're gonna get a better week than that. um but in this season this uh we get to see the Creelle and one of the which Oppenheim brother is it they all like I said, they all we like I, I you you could tell me they were one dude and it's just like Hollywood effects and I would believe it. but this is the season where we get to see uh Chriselle hook up with one of the little bald dudes that runs the place and I guess they I don't you know. I don't know. Like I'm excited in the sense that like I love TV and I, I actually enjoy watching selling sunset, but I can't tell you why it's one of those things like big bang theory with my dad. Like it's good, but it's not as good as my dad says it is, but my dad religiously was like, they put something in big bang theory for older people. Like, I know there's something in it. It's just not natural. It doesn't feel right. If you have a parent that watches Big Bang Theory, you know what I mean. It's on all the time in Arizona where my parents are at. And my dad's like, my dad will always be like, this is a good one. Like, he watches these things multiple. Now, when he was obsessed with The Office, I was fine with that because I dig The Office. Like, I'm like, that. there's real, like, the writing is good and all this. But the Big Bang Theory, I'm like, it's good. Like, I'm not saying it's bad but it's not as good as my dad says it is. And this is the man that I really respect. Like, do you ever get disappointed in your parents or you're like, it's not, you know, you're like you, I trusted you to raise me. And now you're telling me Big Bang Theory is one of the best shows in the world. And I try to watch it. Like, you know, I even like, see, I don't know why I do so much for my family. When I'm there, I watch Big Bang Theory with my dad to show solidarity. I have to beg this guy to watch Vanderpump Rules with me. I have to I have to I have to dangle a podcast appearance in front of him to get him to watch these things. And that's like he could be doing this on his own. Like I I've always wanted my dad to like watch Bravo like without me around. Like, it's always with me asking. It's all, you know, it's like when my parents used to be like, We want you to empty the trash without us asking. And I never clicked for me until right now. It's like, I want him to watch Bravo without me asking. The fact that I have to ask is disappointing. I'll take it, but it's disappointing, you know? I mean, that's so Big Bang. Theory, I just, can somebody explain it? Like, I'm not, I watch, like, I watch smart TV. I watch dumb TV. I watch all sorts of TV. I get TV. I don't, I, I know later in life we're going to find out some kind of brain waves are being sent through that TV box that attacks people 55 and older. I know that's going to come out at some point. He's even fucking watching Young Sheldon, which is another, it's like a spinoff of Big Bang Theory with the character Sheldon. He's young and they call it Young Sheldon. He likes that too. He's like fully ensconced in the Big Bang universe. Uh, Speaking of ensconced in a universe, Yellowstone Season 4 premieres on Peacock, March 28th, and just a few days away, so I can finally finish the last season of Yellowstone, one of the most ridiculous shows I've ever seen in my life. It takes place in a small town, Kevin Costner owns this Yellowstone ranch, you know, it's like really beautiful, every season somebody's trying to get the ranch, like big people, big corporations trying to come in and build an airport, and then like 80 people die each episode, people are having sex with you, it's like all rough and tough, and there's this guy, Brick, or Rick, or whatever, he's in a cowboy hat and dungarees and you know every it's it's never seen anything more ridiculous in my life like never like this oh it's rip i think rip why have i already forgotten his brick or rip or mortar or whatever he goes to marry kevin costner's daughter or or, or ask for her hand in marriage he goes to his dead mom's grave digs up his dead mom to get her ring he does a scene with the dead mom's body he's like mom wish you could meet her you'd love her you'd love her mom and it's like this dead body that's like, like, you know, it's a corpse. And he's like, mom, I miss you so much. <laughs> and like, I'm looking around, I'm watching it by myself and I'm looking around like, you guys fucking seeing this? He's fucking doing a scene with a corpse, with a corpse. I mean, it's ridiculous. Kevin Costner, good actor. But like this, it's it's ridiculous. And I, you know, what scares me? People are like, that's, that's, that's the way I want to live life. I want to get a jean jacket, a horse. Like, you know how many horses now I see in Los Angeles? Like, this is mainly a car town. All of a sudden, we got horses popping up everywhere because it's a stupid show. So I'm excited to see that. Also, remember, the Oscars, folks, are this weekend. I did an Oscar rant on Monday or Tuesday because uh, I, I heard that DJ Khaled was going to be a presenter, which I don't even know how that he's connected to movies besides probably having watched a couple in his day. Um, but... Since then, I think they listened to that podcast episode. They've tried to course correct. They announced the next day that Beyonce and Billie Eilish have been slated to perform... So that's good. You guys know your dude loves a Beyonce moment. I love Beyonce. I've talked about my travels with Beyonce. Like I went and saw Beyonce at the Rose Bowl stadium by myself. And that was when I was married. I had to get, I was like, I was, I had to get permission from her. I was like, do you mind if I go see Beyonce? And it was like the day of, cause I, I was just like, and she was like, as long as you don't make me go with you. And I was like, you got it, which is probably a, was a kind of a good sign of why it wasn't going to end up working. But, um, <laughs> but it was one of the best experiences in my life. If you have a chance to see Dua Lipa or Beyonce, it's it just, wow. She's magic. She is magic. Did I have to go high on that? She is magic. Um, so Billie Eilish is good too. I like Billie Eilish. So that's exciting. We have three Oscar hosts, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and another actor. Let me get her name. I can't believe I forgot it again. I Uh, I need to do, you guys know I do this without like, I, I, I like little tiny notes. I've got to get like a document where I can put things into, oh, Regina Hall is the third, uh, the third host. So I guess they're just going to keep throwing hosts in the mix. Like remember when it used to be, when my day, it used to just be one host. Now we're up to three wild. But I just don't think there's that excitement anymore. Now, I thought this was an interesting story in regards to that, is that West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg movie that he made, which I thought was beautiful, um, I don't know how they ever expected it to make money. It's just not one of those things that... um, I could see do well, even though it was beautiful, the dancing, the singing, the, uh, the revised script by Tony Kushner, who was one of my favorites who wrote angels in America and won a Pulitzer prize for it 20 plus years ago. Um, it it was just well done top to bottom, but I always wonder like, man, why throw all that money at something that's like the original West side story is amazing. Um, but this was great i just wish more people had seen it but the lead of this rachel zegler um there was like big controversy earlier this week because she tweeted that she was not even invited to present or attend the awards and she is the lead of west side story now west side story has like seven nominations so why is the lead of this movie not being invited to uh to the oscars now in this day and age what we can do is tweet right we tweet we social media it up and a lot of people did and guess what rachel zegler will now be presenting at the oscars on sunday and she will be there a lot of people think rachel zegler is a little bit of a high school drama queen um she's very like high school musical theater which if you're done high school musical theater, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but that's great. I think always take pride in your work. Um, If you have the work to back it up, feel free to say I should have been invited to the Oscars and she did it in a polite way. So I have no issue there, but it's interesting and that's why it's another thing, whether it be reviews or, or if you like this show, if you like that Reza interview, tweet at him, DM him, you know, like always, if you see a show post for so bad, it's good, like it. You know, I mean, Instagram hides a lot of that stuff anyways, when they start realizing you're promoting without paying, but whether it be my podcast or anything else you listen to support it, that is one of those things support it with like moving your thumb and smashing that like button or telling a guest you liked them and you heard them on this show or another show that you listen to those things really matter. I mean, this girl now is getting invited to the Oscars because there was all of a sudden a Twitter campaign saying she needs to be there. I'm still just though I'm just not in the Oscar spirit. Like there's parties popping up everywhere. I saw this young Hollywood party, the Vanity Fair was thrown the other night, and it was like you know, it was like Tinks and Benito Skinner. You know, which Benito's a genius, but like these. Like I don't think of Tinks, who's a social media is an influencer. I don't think of her as an actor. I don't think of her, and it's what I was saying the other day is that we've made so many other people stars that we're starting to water down what it means to actually be an actor. What a craft that is. Um, and as exciting as it is to see all the parties kind of popping up in LA again, because we had such a huge, you know, period of time where nothing was happening in Los Angeles the last couple of years, it still worries me. It's one of those things where like, I got to keep an eye on it. And you could say, well, Hollywood needs to make better movies, but there's a lot of good movies out there. It's just, there's so much of everything out there. Uh, I don't know. So it'll be interesting. I'm going to watch it, but it'll be begrudgingly. And I will tell you, I probably haven't seen a lot of the things, but I just remember that it used to be such an excitement or filling out your Oscar ballot at your Oscar party, um, are you guys like I kept? I, I hope you guys are throwing some Oscar parties. It would make me feel ba- feel good if you if you were, because I just feel like everybody's kind of like ho hum about it. Um, let's see what else. Ooh, this was Brittany is back on Instagram and Britney Spears did a post that I really admire. She post reposted that video that Pete Davidson posted with like guys night. And he was hanging out with Scott Disick and, uh, everybody was sleeping. And then Pete, Pete made a funny face and, you know, and Brittany posted that and was like, I have no idea who any of these people are, but I really like it. And I was like, Wow. Britney Spears is aspirational again. Like now we, you know, there was a day where every teenage girl, a lot of guys even wanted to be Britney Spears back in the day. And then she's gone through so much trouble. But now I'm back to wanting to be Britney Spears. Like to live in a world where you didn't know who Scott Disick or Pete Davidson was. Yeah. Count me in. I'm like, I'll have what she's having. Right. Like I, I was like, Britney is Britney's nailing it again. Like imagine a world where you, like, okay, we've already gotten all we, you know, like, I think we've gotten the Kardashians at this point. I don't know, besides like body suits and make, I don't know what more we're going to get from them. Like, you know, it's not like, you know, it would be interesting if Kendall all of a sudden had like a cure for cancer, you know, just like, whoa, she's like, that's why you haven't seen a lot from me or like anything good is because I've been working on the cure for cancer for these last couple of years. And I've kind of kept it low key and just done some modeling jobs and dated some basketball players. And if she busted out that I'd be like, yo, I am so sorry. I literally thought you were useless. I thought you were so lazy and useless and you didn't, I didn't even think you were like a good runway walker, you know, and you know, that would be great if they've all been working on, like, secret projects. Courtney is working on, like, I don't know, something with sewage. I, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've gotten all we, we can out of them. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was talking with Britney Spears. This is where notes help, folks. Anyway, anyways, I, I think I was just kind of saying how nice – Would it be if we went to a no Kardashian, like a Kardashian free zone? It's like, if you can sing, dance, write, tell jokes, whatever you're in. But if you're going to just make a living off of just like, I'm me. And I know that's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings because that's the dream, right? Even me, I'm kind of like making money off of being me, But it takes a lot of work to be me. I don't know. Maybe I got to rethink this whole opinion that I have. I'm just saying, can we try without the Kardashians for a bit? Can we try? Is it going to hurt to try? They've got enough money. They're going to be okay. I swear we do not need to worry about them. We take away their Instagram and then they are just going to kind of slowly go away. It's like turning on a light and like letting just cockroaches run. Um, I thought it got really dark. It really did. Um, this is something that I find so idiotic, but so precious in that this is just who he is. This is who he is. And this is who some men are. And it, it made me laugh so much for so many different reasons, but Randall Emmett breaks his silence, folks. Randall Emmett breaks his silence on the, uh, Gigi Golnessa from Shaw's Gigi, her podcast, uh, because I know they're friends. And and Gigi has stood up for Randall before in uh, fights with Lala. And I always find that really fascinating. And I'm very curious the relationship between Gigi and Randall. And I sometimes think Gigi might not realize, you know, we all realize that you know, where Randall like has kind of like quote unquote money, LOL. At the same time, we know that it's weird. We know there's like a weird story there. We know there's like some shady business practices, potentially or allegedly, allegedly. And Gigi doesn't seem to get that. I think Gigi thinks he's like powerful, powerful. And that's not the Randall we know. I I mean, Gigi, I would love to introduce you to 50 Cent at some point. So uh, Randall is on Gigi's podcast and the clips that I saw and listened to, it was very like, sure, you could call me a hero, but uh, that's not how I think of myself. I, uh, I'm i just so in love with our baby daughter that me and Lala created. It's like complete bullshit for somebody that's literally the reason that caused the dissolution of that relationship by fucking cheating non-stop and sliding into women's DMs, non-stop asking for nudes, paying for nudes. And you're going to go on a podcast and act all piet. Like, no, no, I won't speak ill of the baby's mama. We both made mistakes. No, motherfucker, you made mistakes. I'm sure Lala wasn't great to deal with at times, but she wasn't fucking cheating on you right and left, which you obviously were. Gigi, if she was a good podcaster, said, can I see your phone? Can you open up Instagram? Can I see your DMs? Can I see your telegraph app? Like, this dude, the the fact that we give platforms sometimes to people to just spew bullshit lies and there's no pushback. I like Gigi a lot, but man, you showed your ass on that one. Like, that just ain't it. I really don't think that is it. And it was a real bummer for me to. Because I, I imagine that's got to be painful. And I know, you know, I know sometimes people be like, fuck Lala too. Who cares? But it's come on, man. Like, she really was. Like, she was taken for a ride with this guy. This is narcissism right here. It really is. But Randall Emmett admits to making mistakes in relationship with ex-fiancee Lala Kent and Podcast. He goes, I've made mistakes. She's made mistakes. But I'm never going to bring that to light because that's just not right. <laughs> I mean, literally, Jax Taylor's like salivating. He's like, yes. "Yeah, Yeah, Britney's not perfect either, man. Randall goes, for me, I just... I just don't feel it's appropriate. Um, Emmett told uh, Gigi on her podcast that he was taking the high road about discussing Kent publicly. Uh, You know, she's the mother of my child, blah, blah, blah. I already said that. I just can't talk badly about the mother of my child. I just can't do it no matter what is said about me or what she says. He also declared that his feelings were not relevant on a public platform. Say it louder, Randall, for yourself because you can't fucking hear yourself because you're on a podcast talking about him. Because he was like, sure, I'm sad. But, like, I love that he paints himself as this hero. And then Gigi was like, you know what? Women get a lot of credit for uh feeling sad, but men feel sad too. Like, no shit. But come on, Gigi. He caused this. Literally, he caused this. I just find that so silly and such a waste. And, you know, I hope you get good quote unquote podcast ratings for it. But my God, that's just there's gotta be a better way. There just there has to be. Ugh Man it made that that really bummed me out. Also. In an update to the Katie Maloney, uh, Tom Schwartz dissolution of their relationship, they separated. We saw that post a week ago, and me and Laura Marie Shanholz talked about where we thought the relationship could go next. But Katie, Matt, Katie moving along spool, full speed ahead. I believe yesterday she announced that she has filed for divorce. So when they went from separated to divorce within a week, or I think they had separated actually. Uh, like a month ago but we didn't know about it until like a week and a half ago but wow like it katie is katie killing it like do you know how attractive it is to i like am i am i in love with katie maloney like i find that so attractive like she stood up for herself like that good for you katie Good for you. Like you, I feel like she's making all the right moves. Like she's doing TiVo uh advertising in her Instagram and she's doing commercials, she's looking good. Um, I I I'm really excited to see Katie's journey so Uh, I'm very excited. We should hopefully hear about Vanderpump Rules getting picked up pretty soon. Um, Also, the other big news, which you guys, this has just been such a huge week, is that we finally got news about Real Housewives of New York. And before I say the news, which we already know, so it's just going to be my opinion on all of this, is that I want to say to all the people that spread fucking disinformation, shut up. So many people said Roni was canceled. I heard it from this and this and that you guys are like, no, shut up. Nobody knows shit. Everybody acts like they know stuff, but they don't know stuff. Even already it started with once this announcement was made, people were like, I know who signed the final contract negotiation. No, you don't. We all have good guesses. Some of us are probably dead on right, you know, but we don't know. Stop spreading bullshit. But I will tell you just like a, like a humble brag, just because this was like another, like I got to do Amy Phillips radio show on Sirius. Awesome. And then one of my favorite entertainment reporters, Kate Arthur from variety. She wrote the, um, the housewives article about the Bravo reboot of real Housewives in New York, which I'm going to talk about. And she DM would me on Twitter, like 30 minutes before, or like an hour before and gave me a heads up and said, 11 AM this drops. And I was like. Yo, and it like the news is exciting, but what was even more exciting for me was that, like, I'm sure Kate Arthur probably reached out to a hundred of us geeks, but the fact that I was even one of those geeks, I was so fucking like, I was so, I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, Myth of Arthur. I, I promise you, I will do good with this information. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. I was so fucking excited. She's so talented in what she does. So here's the headline and variety when it was announced on March 23rd. Bravo to reboot Real Housewives of New York City with new cast and launch second Real Housewives of New York with X-Stars. So uh, the article is, after messy and low-rated 13th season of the iconic Real Housewives of New York City, um bravo's housewives brain trust decided to regroup fixing this important cornerstone of the franchise was after all crucial for the network this week andy cohen the longtime executive producer of the real housewives unveiled the team's radical new plan In an exclusive interview with Variety, the two-part strategy takes into account everything that our passionate audience has been telling us over the last year, Cohen said, and involves rebooting and recasting the series, most likely from scratch and launching a second Roni series featuring former stars. You know that we're at a crossroads for Ronnie Cohen said. We've spent a lot of time figuring out where to go, and the plan that we've come up with, I think, is a real gift to the fans. Bravo's first priority is to fix the mothership. A challenge Cohen looks forward to enthusiastically. There are thousands of stories to tell here, he said. This is the most multicultural, diverse, and energetic and exciting city in America. We are searching for a multicultural group of friends who really best reflect the most exciting city in the country. We're looking for a group of women who are real friends and who are of diverse backgrounds races and religions um cohen uh, simultaneously announced a second real house was in new york city that will feature ex-cast members from the original show over the years though there's no official title for the show cohen said it's being referred to internally as rony throwback or rony legacy now rony throwback sucks a bag of dicks rony legacy you're on the right path like on the rony throwback like please don't like it was like when they were originally calling ultimate girls trip, they were calling it uh, mashup, you know, they were calling it real housewives mashup. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Uh, Cohen expects to heal here from Jill Zarin first. And by the way, I think Jill Zarin's a shoe in for this. I know they've been dangling this carrot over her head for a while. So I'm very excited, but we have no other casting news. We can all postulate. We can all guess. I can tell you why I think this person or that person or this person or that person, but we will not know until it comes out. And what's so great, you guys, is that we have so much other fucking shit to focus on. That we don't need to worry, let them do their job. People were like, that's all, that's just the like us fans, we're assholes sometimes. I was just excited for the news. People were like, That's all you got? It's been this long, and that's it. No casting announcement? Yo, things take time, but also we gotta cool off from how bad last season was. We've got to let some time go. And that's why this idea is perfect. It really truly is, you guys. To actually do correct casting where you find real friendships again, real ladies in New York, which this is going to be so great for the city, too, because the city has taken such a hit because of COVID and all of the, you know, extreme shit that's going on in New York. So I love that. And you know how fun Real Housewives in New York legacy is going to be? You don't fund that going to, like, that is truly a gift. That is truly the best of both worlds. And this is the kind of out-of-the-box thinking that Bravo needs to be doing. And I feel like they've been on the right track for the last couple of years, and they're seeing the fruition of this. Truly, I think it's really, really great. Um, I love that, Andy Cohen, they talked about the Bravo brain trust. How do we get in there, man? I need to get into that Bravo brain trust. like That is the goal. Um, but Andy also in this interview says, Our loyal fans have spoken as to what they want to see and what they don't want to see, and we've taken that all into account. And this is a series where you're going to expect to see fan favorites from the show's great history. It's organic, you know, Cohen continued. They were in each other's lives, and they are in each other's lives. He wants the fantasy casting to begin. We're looking at people who are beloved by fans. I vote for Aviva's leg. Not Aviva, just the leg. First, Jill Zarin, Dorinda, um... Uh... Uh, I guess Luann's a th- shoe in. I don't want Bethany. I would love to see Carol Radzwill back. I know that might be, um, you know, I think we got to throw Ebony back in there. I think she deserves a second season just to see how she plays. But I don't, I know that's going to be blasphemy for some people. And also we have not gotten word about Ramona. A lot of the other things I'm reading online is like, oh my God, you did this. So you just didn't have to fire, fire Ramona after all the bullshit she did this past season. We don't know right? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. Maybe. But remember, like when Bravo, we've really held their feet to the fire, which I feel like a lot of people have, things have happened. Stassi got fired, Kristen got fired, Jack got let go. They do make extreme calls sometimes. Remember that they're not afraid to do that when it's the right time. And who knows? Who knows? But I will say these reality shows as you move get older with them you realize that it does work best when you have somebody that is a out and out villain sometimes is somebody idiotic but it's like the kardashians sometimes even where i'm like i know what Ramona's going to do what is ramona at this point going to do that's going to shock us honestly what what is it ramona will always have the softest part of my heart i don't even know what i'm saying she'll always mean so much to all of us But I think if she doesn't come back, I'm good. And, and what's so great is that we have all of this shit we can rewatch and rewatch to our heart's content. But it's like, I was saying with like, is like Kendall going to come up with a cure for cancer. What, I mean, what is is Ramona going to all of a sudden have like flying ability that I'm like, wow, a whole new side of Ramona. We're not going to see that. That's just not how life works. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I'm just very excited about the news. I love when people think outside the box. I love when people throw things against the wall. And really, that's the spirit of this show that you're listening to. That's the spirit of how I start the show with the mashups, is that anything is possible. Let's think weird. Let's, like, cross streams. Let's cross-pollinate, you know? If you love Housewives, you can also love reading. If you love reading, you can also—you know, like, we—, we I, we can sometimes my brain doesn't work as fast as I want it to be but I'm just saying we, we we can have so many different things that we love and admire and respect and it's so exciting these are things to look forward to you know I was like what else do I, I mean ever since that Batman movie came out I'm like I've been sad because I was like what do I look forward to now and now I have two things to look forward to right two things also if you are a Batman fan Uh, they finally released a five minute clip of Batman scene with the Joker played by Barry Keoghan that was cut out of the Batman, a three hour movie. And it is up online, a full five-minute, fully done scene. You'll get to see the makeup work on the Joker. I'm not sure if I love this version of the Joker, you know, brilliantly played by Heath Ledger, uh, not Jared Leto, uh, (laughs) Jack Nicholson's, you know, a lot of great portrayals. So I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I love it, but I love Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman and writer. So I'm willing to, to go with his vision. But that was exciting. They released that out of nowhere today. And I always geek out about stuff like that but you know what i'm saying we can also like the batman and we can like the real housewives we contain multitudes folks okay okay wow you got an hour and five minutes we're just getting warmed up baby we're gonna do a quick commercial break we're gonna come back we're gonna do a full recap of real housewives in new york fun shannon how dare you gina how dare you put a pin in it put a pin in it So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quinc slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet.
1: It is that time in the show where I talk about how much I love our advertisers. We got one with us this week, two weeks in a row, this company. I love them. You know them as Smartass and Sass. So uh, this is the company that sends you these really cool boxes full of a bunch of cool stuff, which is like really awesome because you need mail. Like when I don't get mail, I feel such a sense of loss. So, I mean, here's a company where you could actually, so, yo, here's a couple bucks, send me mail, and then it turns out to be a bunch of cool stuff. Um, <laughs> this is the perfect subscription box for mouthy mofo's. This is literally, this is literally the copy, which I love. That you've got to support any company that says this is the perfect subscription box for mouthy mofo's. Like yeah, like I'm I'm a mouthy mofo. Like smartass and sass sprinkles sarcasm and cuss words into every box. It really does. Is profanity not the spice of life? I fucking think so. The box is not for those with a weak sense of humor, and will definitely remind you that no matter what life throws at you, it's best to keep laughing. That's kinda of, that's my whole gig, you guys. Like, I'm literally a serious person. My own like the only way I can get out of all the seriousness that I think and feel is to make these jokes. And and SmartAss and Sass gets that. Uh the Smart Ass and Sass items are curated and personally tested by the SNS team. It's a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in your day. That is what I want as well. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. You guys know how I feel about snark. I am team snark all the way. I mean, you gotta you gotta have a good heart if you can if you if you truly want to make snark work for you. You gotta be kind of like a good-hearted person as well, because then the snark really cuts through. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know this box set. I think is primarily is primarily driven for females. Even though I found some stuff in the box that I can use. But it's cool. It really is. Like I told you, Annabelle DeSisto came and visited a couple of weeks ago. She thought it would like she just went digging through my stuff for some reason. She was like, Oh, what's it and then she started grabbing stuff and like, Oh, I like this, I like this. And uh, but I was thinking, like, oh, this would be cool. Like I could get my niece this who's like about to be thirteen or you could get it for yourself. But like they're in each box you get an SNS design T-shirt. Okay, so you get a T-shirt. It has between seven to nine unique items per box, and it's valued at over ninety dollars. So you're—it's like you're making money on this. I, It's—you I, got to do it. Subscribe to. subscribe at www.smartassandsass.com. So smartassandsass.com. Use code SOBAD for 10% off your first subscription order. And then also, if you want to follow Smartass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude, do that as well. These guys, these guys get it. Like truly, you look for companies that get it. This is a unique company and you got to support also, I I do want to say this, you got to support companies that actually do cool shit that send you cool shit. I used to be uh, I know this sounds silly, but I, I used to be a subscription box order for like a comic book one. This is like years ago. Um, and I, I just loved it. I love it. I love I told you I love getting mail every day. I do. I really do. And I think you'll love it too. Plus, it's cool stuff. It genuinely is. It's not crap. So try it out. Try it out for at least one month. Use my subscription 10% off. See if you like it. If you like it, keep it going. That is it, you guys. And Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ooh, okay. Uh, I've been doing this thing. Uh, I just took like a five minute break, but I've done this thing where I turned off my notifications for text messages because I was getting I was getting so many text messages. No, I w- it was just like kind of distracting me and then I would so much rather text than actually live my life. So I found out you would take off notifications for text messages. So now it's always kind of like, it's a little like it's like 50 50 it's like a pleasant surprise or kind of like a shit your pants like oh fuck i should have seen this earlier um but it's kind of nice because it allows me like to focus on something instead of like keep checking at my phone and seeing that like somebody's texted me so uh you guys like you're like i did that years ago you idiot but no it really i've i've did it a couple weeks ago and it's it's been kind of nice, actually, because then you look down, and you're like, wow, like it, it doesn't show in like, you know, on the text message thing on an iPhone, it'll be like five and it doesn't even have that. So you have to actually open up the app to see if anybody's texted you. So highly recommend it. That's another tip from me to you. The more, you know, uh, also, the more, you know, about a little show called Real Housewives of Orange County, folks, this is primarily this is probably like it is. Uh, listen, I'm going to always be honest with you guys you know i really i enjoy watching it but i'm not gonna pretend like anything's happening here like i'm not it's at this point you're just you're in it for the behavior you're in it for shannon you're in it for the characterizations of these ladies and there's like little small moments or you're like i'm john jansen i'm shannon's boyfriend and i'm mad you have those little moments um but as a whole I don't even know if it meshes. Like, I want it to mesh so well so we can get Tamara and Kelly Dodd to shut their yappers. Like, I swear to God, it's like they wait for, like, Wednesday night so they can try to, like, cling on to some little piece of relevancy that they have. Kelly Dodd, I spent, like, Tamara's one thing, but Kelly Dodd goes so low. So, like, she started making fun of Gina's kids having to share two, two bedrooms. And I'm like, yo, girl, like yeah, like, she probably pays for her house what you would allegedly pay for cocaine. I mean, like, it's not, you know, we get it. You're you're better off in some ways. But remember, when you talk that kind of mad shit, That stuff has a way of coming around, and it might not hit you this year, and it might not hit you next year, but it will hit you, and you're going to not have a a great year or two. Um, I truly believe karma does exist, and I can't imagine you're having good karma, especially when you pick on somebody like Gina – Gina, you know, we've watched for seasons and seasons, kind of learn to stand up for herself, and she still does it. We even see in this episode with Shannon, she doesn't really do it that well. Um, And she's just not outclassed, but she's outmoneyed on these shows. She just is. I always thought it was so not rude but it was like it was almost hurtful to keep gina on because it was such a discrepancy in the amount of money gina is from and the amount of money all these other people from gina's an excellent human being i love her parents i think her kids are cool i'm glad uh, travis is kind of like that guy that i, I like him because it doesn't seem like he'll ever cheat on her i can't really get much of a read on a personality but as long as she feels safe she's like but she seems like a good person, like she doesn't seem like she's there's a lot of machinations of uh delusions of grandeur there's like not- not a Noella in there if you know what I'm saying. so when Kelly Dodd picks on somebody like that, I feel it's like yo like. Pick on somebody your own size. And by size, I mean evil. Pick on another evil person. But when you deal with Gina, I think it falls so flat and it rings so hollow and gross. And that really is like, you know, like if you're treating it like, well, I'm just playing a wrestler. I'm the bad guy. Well, you are a bad guy. You truly are. I truly believe it. You've done good. And I would just kind of like, you know, there, it never seems to be testing her personal growth, you never hear Kelly going, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm going to get off the internet because I talk such mad shit. No, like she leans into that so heavily. And it's just very weird when she's not even on the show anymore. It's one thing to do this shit when you're on the show and it can still be annoying, but it's a whole nother thing to do it outside of being on the show anymore. Cause then it just becomes obsessive. And frankly, it becomes sad. It just does. So this is episode 14. It's called the exorcism of Gina, and we always start off these shows with. Uh, which, oh, by the way, so by the way, what we do is we always try to break down the titles. If that is me, what I think the exorcism Gina is, I think this episode is that we find out Gina uh, has the soul of a twelve-year-old boy inside of her, and they've got to exorcise this poor boy so we can go to heaven. Uh, I was kind of right in my guess. It wasn't. We never really find out specifically who is in Gina's body, but we do find out there is somebody, and I'm not joking, we actually have a... Like, that's how... That's how... Inconsequential, this show is where we're giving time to people that don't even exist on this humanly plane. Like we're giving to like, I think there's a spirit in me. Fine, let's give it a segment. <laughs> so Emily Simpson does previously on Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, Emily seen with Shane saying, Did you ever think we would be married for 13 years? And Shane going, I didn't even think we'd be married one year. And then we have Gina uh, you know, talking about the photo shoot for her new skincare line. She talks about going to have a party, which is what we see this episode. We cut to Shannon in that scene a couple weeks ago, calling Heather in New York City when she was there with Gina. And Jen is like, well, we're having fun too. I'm fun, Shannon. We cut to Gina, Dr. Jen and Heather saying that, you know, God, it was like she was having this fun off and like worried about we were having fun in New York as opposed to her. And then last week's episode, Dr. Jen had everybody over to her house to talk about the new brain machine. And she had a 45 minute lecture. And uh, that's where we left last week. Uh, Shannon confronted Gina at the end of that party saying, Gina, multiple people came to me and said that, 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 that I am jealous of you. There is a difference, Gina, between confidence and arrogance, and Gina going, oh, I don't care. I don't, you know, if you think that I have either, that's your problem. Come on, I'm Gina. And then we had a to be continued. And that's where we pick up this week. Um, and Shannon's like, Gina, when we sat down at dinner, you know, I, you know, and Gina's like, oh, I've never been con- accused of being arrogant. What? What? Um, And Shannon goes, you and I sat down at dinner and you told me you said, Shannon, do you even have friends? And then, of course, we have a flashback to that exact scene that we just heard. And Real Housewives of Orange County and actually Bravo at large. Listen up. You guys are, it's almost becoming silly as the season continues, how much flashbacking you're doing. It's like a strobe light effect, and I'm going to have a seizure at some point. You flashback so fucking much, and you'll literally say exactly the line, and then you'll show us in a flashback the line. Now, it's sometimes fun to see something from 2010 or 2012, but when you're flashbacking two weeks ago come on it makes me think you don't have material it makes me think you're like we're just gonna like i would it it feels like there's like 15 minutes of flashbacks in an hour-long show and you gotta subtract 20 minutes for commercials so you have 30 minutes of actual show if you're doing that many flashbacks like guys i trust that shannon said something you don't need to prove it you know um but uh you know shannon's like i'm still reeling from the fact that you have made no effort to invite me to things where you, you know, you have not invited me. And Gina's like, oh, I wanted to invite you to my launch party for my skincare, but now I don't know if I want to. And Shannon's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And we get a shot of John Jansen, Shannon's boyfriend. You can already tell he's looking stern. He's like, what the hell's going on over there? What is Gina talking to my lady about? I can't wait to get into those buns later. And Shannon's like, oh, 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 Gina, I'm holding, oh, I'm hold. you're going to hold your party invite hostage over me. And she's like, no, I'm not holding that hot." <laughs> that accent is literally, she goes, no, oh, no, I'm not holding that hostage. She goes, no, I, I can't do, I've lost, it. I don't even know, I don't even know how to speak anymore. No, I'm not holding that hostage. I it, She says, the last few years, I haven't invited any, I, I, you anywhere because my life has been bad. And Shannon goes, but did I invite you places? Yes, I did. And Jana goes, thank you. And Shannon goes, why does one person do all the work? What a one-sided fr- friendship, in my opinion. And we cut to Emily and Heather watching this argument go down. And Emily says, maybe they're working it out. And you can literally see steam coming out of Shannon's hair. She's like just you just overheating, and Heather goes, "Uh, so what's the problem exactly that they're talking about which Heather, that's what we're all like, why are we in even in this? It is so confusing what any of this is what it mean? It's so inconsequential, like just say, "Fuck it, I'll invite you places. Great, sorry, I love you. We've been doing this show for a while." Uh, mazel tov. You know, like, th- this is such a non-thing, and it's like, you see these people throw themselves on a grenade of, like, this is gonna be a plot line, I guess we gotta stick to it. And it is so... just doesn't mean anything. So, uh... You know, she goes. The thing that bothers me, Gina, is over and over and over again. You know, um, you know, I have tried to help you, and Gina's like, "Yeah, you constantly bring up to different people that you put me in touch with my lawyer back in the day, three years ago." And Shannon goes, "I did," and then on a the talking head, Shannon's like. That lawyer stopped her from getting arrested in front of her kids. (laughs) We get a flashback of this lawyer, Mike Fell, that Shannon put a word for in, you know, and we get to see Gina crying that day. It's like what I'm telling you, like another flashback. Like, I got it, you guys. I got it. Also, Shannon is, you know, she wasn't lit. They weren't like, the cops weren't literally like, get get Gina's kids out here. We're definitely arresting her in front of them. No, it was just like, it was potentially going to, kids were going to know about it. Uh, Shannon goes, if Gina would have done that for me, I would be thinking her all the time, but I don't need that. <laughs> Shannon's like, but I'm, I'm humble. Um, Gina goes, oh, I am thankful for it, but it happened three years ago. We cut to Heather DeBro, to Dr. Jen. And Heather's like, yeah, the first time I met Gina, Shannon was in the car with both of us telling about Gina's divorce and her DUI. And Gina was right there in front of us. We get another flashback, you guys, of this exact same thing of Shannon in the car going, if I have one sip of alcohol, I'm not driving. Unlike Gina. (laughs) Uh, Gina goes, yeah, I uh, Heather goes, I have a Pete now or no. Heather goes, I have Pete now, which is her driver. And then Gina in this flashback goes, I have a Pete now, too. His name is Uber. Waka waka. Um, and Gina's like, you know, with Heather, it's not cool for you to keep saying this stuff about me. Um, and Shannon goes, well, why wouldn't you tell me that in the moment? This was months ago when I was saying this in front of you to Heather DeBro. And Gina goes, cause I try to get over it, Shannon. I don't want to be mean, which I can totally relate to. You know, you know, when you're like, sometimes the bigger person and you're like, I'm going to let it slide. Like, are like, can we come to an agreement? Like, what are we, are we supposed to confront it in the moment? Are we supposed to be nice? Like I get so confused what the proper thing to do in these things are. Cause I get what Gina's is talking about completely. You just kind of like, are trying to, you know, make everybody happy, you know, don't cause trouble. You know, deep down, Shannon's not evil. Um, And Gina goes You're not doing it to be kind Shannon, you're doing it to self-promote And literally you guys At this point, if you freeze frame You can see Shannon's Capillaries explode in her like like there's veins, but you like the inner. If we so if we did like a Pixar movie inside Shannon's body, it would just be the whole thing would just be just like fire and brimstone. Like you, I just I I saw into the future. It was like pitchforks. It was horrible. And Gina goes, "You're a self-advocator. You you know you got a hero story about yourself, and you see it through a fogged lens." And Shannon's like, "Gina, Gina." You, you do need to put a pin in it. (laughs) And Shannon's obsession with telling Gina about like a pin in her head. Like, I don't know where Shannon like first heard this phrase, but she's obsessed with it. Uh, We cut to Emily explaining to uh, Heather about uh, Shannon saying the arrogance and the pin in it. And Heather's like. Well, I, you know, the thing is with Shannon, I think she's saying that saying wrong. I don't think it's pinning it. We cut back to Shannon and Shannon's like, Gina, you know, Gina, I'm, and Gina's like, sorry, I feel good about myself. I'm so sorry. You want me to look in the mirror and hate myself? You do. You want me to hate myself? And Shannon's like, you know what? You know what the funniest part is? I am so freaking busy in good ways, Gina, in good ways. I've never been better with kids, with personal relationships. I'm getting my back broken by John Jansen every night. I'm doing great in my business, everything. We get another shot of John Jansen. He's like, and you're questioning me, Gina, and you're questioning that I'm jealous. And there is no arrogance in that Gina there is no arrogance and Gina's like at the end of the day Shannon I feel bad for you and Shannon's like you know what Gina you like you like once that bad for you like that is just not the way to get with uh, you I'm just like no 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 and Gina goes I'm not gonna circle I'm not gonna do this anymore I'm not gonna cir- circle the drain with you and Shannon's like wow wow you feel bad for me Gina 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 I hope for you that you can get to my level I hope you can get to my level and Gina goes let's hope we can jump up to that bar I really hope that one day maybe I'll make it over one day and John comes up he's like God damn it what's going on Shannon what is going on and Shannon's like screaming and pointing to her head like and G- Gina's like like, Like, Shannon goes, Gina, put a pin in your ego. You're a fucking asshole. And Gina's over with the other ladies going, I wore lead shoes here. So I I can make sure I stay on the ground because of my big ego. And Shannon goes, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Heather and Emily and Dr. Jen, they're just like... What? And Shannon's like, "Are you kidding me? Unfucking believable." Shannon comes up to the girls and she's like, "I've been nothing but fucking kind to her. I have been nothing like I love when Shannon gets into her curse word phase of like her her emotions." Emily goes, "Yeah, but Shannon, that night we had dinner you know, you did say she was arrogant. Guess what, folks? We got a fucking flashback. We see the scene that we saw from a couple of weeks ago with the pin. Fuck the pin. Stop with the pin. Um, and, uh, you know, when you question me and say, do you have... Shannon goes, well, when you question me and say, do you have friends, Shannon? That is arrogant. We cut to Heather talking to Gina. And Heather's like, you try and you try. You know, she said... Her perspective, you know, and, you know, Shannon told me, Heather, that, you know, I don't know. They're just explaining what happened. And in a talking head, um, Heather goes, I think Shannon in general is naturally a selfish person and has to work at being. Oh, sorry. Gina says this. I think Shannon in general is a naturally selfish person and has to work at being excited for me. I hope one day. um, She can get to my level, Gina says. Uh, Heather is taken back with what Gina's told her. And in a talking head, Heather says, I'm so happy that Shannon is the happiest she's ever been. But why does she keep telling us how happy you are? You don't do that if you're so happy. We cut to Shannon, Heather, and now Noella, who is slinking around the party, and uh, says, I'm interpreting Gina's feeling uh, you're not being supportive of her. You know, she's... uh, She's a, you know, she's in a good spot and we, you know, she doesn't feel that you support her. We're hitting the same note again and again, you guys, that's, what's frustrating about this show. It's like, we've just seen the scene. We've been able to hear it from the horse's mouth, which is Shannon and Gina. And now we're going over to other people and explaining the exact scene that we just saw. It's not good. Um, And... It said, what I would say is we got to New York. Oh, yeah. Heather goes... What I would say, she's talking to Shannon, is we got to New York, and I was so excited. And then all of a sudden, Shannon is calling, and I'm like, oh, she must be calling to ask about how my podcast went tonight. And then I'm like, oh, later I heard it was not about that. And Shannon, you can tell, is just taken aback. She is just taking hits from all sides. And Shannon in a talking Heads like, she's going to come after me for not bringing up her podcast? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know your daily schedule, Heather, and I'm never going to. I do love that. Like, I don't know your fucking podcast. Oh, Delightful. Noella goes, well, there was a vibe at the dinner of being left out. There just there was. Heather says, do I have to walk away, Noella, so I can finish a sentence? This is just my opinion. This is just no, I know. I'm just saying I disagree. You're good. And Heather walks away and Noella goes too much. Heather in a talking head goes, every time she's around, she has to interject her opinion. Just shut up. Now, I'm very annoyed at Noella. Of course, it is exciting always to see Heather get flustered. And Noella definitely does that. But Noella also is fucking annoying. It's like doing an improv scene with somebody and you start the scene off and you're like, hey, I can't believe we're on the moon right now. And the other person goes, no, we're not. We're in a 7-Eleven and just completely disagrees with you and fucking grinds the scene to a halt. That is Noella. And it's exciting to watch from a comic standpoint. Sure. But it doesn't keep a scene moving. We cut to Dr. Jen, who's playing around with her laser pointer from her brain presentation. She's tipsy, obviously. She's like, yeah. And she's pointing it at people's faces. She's like, you need Botox. (laughs) I'm like, aren't you? You're not even board certified, I don't think. We cut to Shannon and John talking. And, uh, you know, Shannon's like, I'm tired, John. I'm tired. And the things Gina said to me, I have nothing but pity for her life. And John Jansen, you guys, Shannon's boyfriend, he... Smiles And he goes, huh? Huh? And he goes, okay. Fuck her. Fuck Gina. That is the most ridiculous comment. She's not her friend. We are done with her. Who the fuck does she think she is? Calm down, John Jansen. Calm down. And Shannon's like, okay, sweetie, calm down. Tears are streaming down her face, but you can tell she has like a girl boner. She's like, oh my God, John it fucking went to bat, you know? She's like, it's all good, John. He goes, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And she's grabbing his knee, but you can tell she wants to be grabbing his manhood. Like it's like, it's almost sexual in a way. I might be reading into this. I don't know. So we cut to Dr. Jen and she's talking to Ryan, R-Y-N-E. And and she's like, do you think I made neuroscience understandable? And he's like, yeah, fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. Should be a TED talk. And she laughs. She goes, ha <laughs> ha. And he goes, put that on Ted. And she goes, thanks, man. And he goes, Yeah, man. And she goes, Can I have a kiss? And he tries to do an air kiss. He doesn't want to actually touch lips. He's like, Mwah. and she's like, kiss me like a husband. Heather comes up to Shannon and goes, Can I grab you for a private moment? Um You understand how hurtful it is when people put labels on you that are inaccurate and I'm hurt by it. Shannon says, Heather says, You've done that to me, though. In the past, you've called me pretentious. You've said a lot about me, too, Heather, Shannon says. I was scary, angry walking out of a restaurant one time, remember? Guess what, folks? 2014, we got a flashback where Heather is—we're seeing the thing that Heather just told us that we saw, you know, of Heather telling Shannon that she was very heated when you came out of the bathroom and you scared me a little, Heather said. And Shannon goes, actually— I'm one of the nicest people you can meet and gave her that like first Shannon season when she was like, just fucking like intense looking at all. And there was no humor at all. Like remember when Shannon, like we think Shannon's like, you know, sensitive and a ticking time bomb. Now Wait, like go back and see first season. It was like, there was something so bubbling on the surface there. It was just like, she was just ready to snap at any given moment. Very exciting television. And uh, we were like, okay, so we both said shit. Um, And Shannon goes, You're trying to say how I was an asshole to you? And Heather says, Labels, I get. Labels are bad. Labels are bad. And Shannon says, I'm feeling like I'm being blindsided, and I just want to go home. And I just wrote, they're holding so tight to this argument, like this this whole storyline, and I just, you know, just don't have a lot of interest in it. Shannon says, people keep having these conversations, and they have it enough times. I'm a supportive friend, and that's it. And Heather in a talking head says, when you have to tell people that you're a good friend, that's a problem. You don't tell people You show people you're a good friend. New scene, we have shots of the streets around the OC. We cut to Jen's daughter, Cece, getting out of a car. They're there to see Dr. Jen's billboard. All the kids, uh, the billboard's by a Raul's shoe repair shop, so great. We cut to a gift store with Heather and her daughter, Coco, picking out a gift we then cut to Gina, who's doing a walkthrough at her friend's house with Ryan, her marketing expert. They're talking about the setup for her face care thing party. And she's like, we got a swag bag. It's like Oprah good. We got to step and repeat. It's a big party. Then we cut to Noella with her dog. And she's like, no barking, no barking, no barking. We meet Kate, who comes to her door. And Kate, you guys will be uh, excited to know she's a teacher of country. Conscious relationships. A teacher of conscience, conscious relationship. That's, I don't know, you go to school for that. It's a very specific job title. It's a lot. And uh, Kate is sitting with Noella and she's like, you say you're going through a lot. Noella says... You are truly my soul's translator. And uh, Noella goes, I'm a manifester. I just am. And in a uh, talking head, she's like, I do ashrams, shamans, psychics. And there's like a, you know, they edit this kind of funny together. Tarot readings, Reiki, sound bath. There was that one time I did ayahuasca and had an experience. Arizona, Sedona. Oh, you can't leave out Texas. That's excellence. And then we come back with this scene and she's like, anger is kind of the feeling de jour right now. Now. You bet it is. And her teacher is like, well, and last week it was, you know, it was sadness. Remember Rihanna, uh, Noella's dog is barking and Kate is like, it's the ending of the chapter of your life that you thought you were going to be living. Um, And if we can't look back and check out the patterns, we, you know, we won't be able to learn from it. And Noelle's like, it's just like the relationship with my father. He just bailed. He just bailed. And she goes, at what age? And she goes, 13. He was donezo. But I saw him twice a year. But if I if I got straight A's and I was funny and beautiful, I thought he was going to like me. I don't think Noelle has ever been funny. Um, she goes, my father wasn't around much. When, when I did see him, it was for events when he needed to look like a family man. And she goes, Katie goes, did you think if you were so wonderful and amazing, he would come back? And she's like, I got programmed at a very young age to make a man look perfect. Now, there's two ways to look at this, right? We look at it on the surface. Oh, this is a kind of a sad story, right? It is. It is sad. It is. There's no way around this. But this. Great expectations, I got programmed at a very young age to make a man look perfect. Come on, Noella, you obviously haven't learned shit from it because you went right into that same thing with sweet James like what you know for such a smart person, you pride yourself on so many like you do come off like like a not a dime. it's like you come off like a con man in some weird way. it just doesn't ever ring true for me um she goes me and my father we spoke through emails during covid because he might die. He has sickle cell anemia. And through those emails, I told him he was a grandfather. And it definitely is a rekindled relationship. And, uh, you know, she goes, it all comes down to me, you know, I put him on this pedestal. He didn't deserve that. And Kate's like, yeah, we do that to the men in life, don't, don't we? And she goes, "Yeah, look at my choice of baby daddies." <laughs> she like says it like, "Look at my choice of baby daddies." <laughs> it's like she removes herself and like laughs at the actual behavior she created. And I always find that an odd choice of like, "Look at what I chose to do." I did it again with Sweet James. I'm totally cognizant of everything I did, except in the moment. <laughs> um, so. Kate goes, "So if you if you say yes, if you're looking back and, you know, you know that through these relationships you were seeking validation, how do you stay away from that in the future?" And Noella goes, "Self-love is everything. I'll do it myself." And Kate's like, "Clichés are true for a reason, Noella." And she goes, "Ooh, I like that." <laughs> We get cuts of surfers and surfboards and then we go to Emily who is at Gina's door. She's coming to Gina. She's wearing like this weird white romper number. And she's like, I didn't know what to wear. And uh, this is the exorcism part of the show. And Gina's like, something is haunting me. It really truly is. Ever since we went to that sweat lodge in Cabo, it has affected me to my core. I've been terrified. And Emily goes, you still have a demon now They're serious, folks, and I I I do want to ask, why the fuck are we not doing this as a full storyline? You're telling me Gina has a demon in her, and we're just doing a one scene? This fuck fuck Shannon and Gina putting a pin in it. Let's get that demon out. Are you fucking kidding me? The Exorcist was a box office hit. Let's put like I mean, are you if we had a multi arc where Gina has a like literally we confirm there's a demon in her. You're telling me that's not one of the most exciting housewife storyline we're ever going to see And her? Like, Jean is tied up to a bed, and it's like, you know, <laughs> the, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. No, I can't be. I don't know why she turned into Brittany right there. And um, Emily's like, Sage, we need a sage. We need to get someone in and fix it. That was in a flashback scene. And so we are getting uh, a, a, a person that is an exorcist coming. And Gina's saying she's been hallucinating and seeing things. And, you know, she's like, I need some God in me. And this lady that is coming is known for doing what they call extractions. And I'm like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be funny if Kelly Dodd is the demon inside of Gina? Like, Kelly Dodd, leave. No, I will not leave. I am Kelly Dodd. All wives matter. (laughs) Kelly, we'll put you on a season if you leave Gina. Okay, I'm out. Um, Gina goes, where does one do a healing? And they're in Gina's little condo. And Gina is telling the extractor. She's like, we went to this sweat lodge and it was very indigenous. There was a ritual and a ceremony. And then we did the ritual, but Noella got sick and we had to leave. And we never finished the ritual because of Noella's heat stroke. And the lady's like, if there is not closure, there is an opening and you can bring a spirit home. And Gina goes, oh, I don't want it in me. And all of a sudden, and the lady's like, we're going to be pulling this this out of your mouth. Is that okay with you? And Gina goes, oh, I hate everything about it. Ooh, And then in a talking, her, she's like, on a side note, I didn't declare it at customs. Wah, wah. So they're doing breath work. They're like, <sighs> And then the lady is like pulling, like it's like a bad mime where she's like pulling a rope, like a fake rope out of Gina's mouth, and then throwing it at the window. It's really entertaining to watch. It's it really is such a bad mime without makeup. And the lady goes, "Is the spirit a little creepy crawly?" Do you see? You know, and Gina's like blowing out of her mouth, and and then at the end she tells Gina, "She's like, say, I want you to say, this contract is completed." And Gina says it, and then the the lady, this bullshit artist, is like, Emily, don't you see her eyes are a little more clear? They're a little more light green now because the demon's out. And then Emily's like, extraction works. (laughs) And then Gina goes, I probably should have cleared this demon before my sit-down with Shannon. So now we have a split scene. Uh, one scene is with Dr. Jen and Heather. Heather goes to Dr. Jen's office. Um, they're they're talking about the night and, and Heather's like, we loved it. Terry, Terry loved Mr. Puppers. Terry loved the dog so much that we want one. But um We then cut to Emily who is in her backyard with Fisker, the dog, no Mr. Puppers Fisker is a sad comparison to Mr. Puppers, not as cool. Um, and she's looking at a house in Aspen and she's like, look how pretty this house is. And then Shannon facetimes her. And she's like, you look pretty Shannon. Uh, she goes into the house and she's like, I'm looking at houses in Aspen. They're amazing. And, um, You know, she's like, Do you see it, Shanna? And Shanna's like, Yeah. And then we cut to Emily getting a facial with Gina saying, We need to go somewhere, but not like Cabo. Maybe mountains and palm trees will inspire us all to get along in Aspen. So it's just ridiculous, you guys. Like, it's like another flashback in a scene of like, We, like, I I didn't need that you brought it up when you got a facial with Gina. And that's, you know, like, it's getting ridiculous. We cut back to Heather and Dr. Jen going, I'm excited to go to Aspen with you, but I'm concerned. And Dr. Jen goes, of the weight I'm bringing on the plane? Now, you guys, when I heard that line, my first thought was, oh my God, her concrete leg. Because she's let us know many times that she has concrete in her leg because of something with her leg. It was a medical condition called something with her leg. And so I was like, I've been wondering how heavy one of those legs are. And then when I heard this, I was like, holy shit, she's admitting that one of her legs is like a ton and it could affect a plane. But then I was thinking a bit more and I think she meant like maybe luggage or something. I, you know, I really, it didn't make tons of sense. And they never really explained it, but I was like, how amazing if she's actually talking about her, her, her concrete leg, you know? And Heather goes, no, I'm concerned about some of the other women. Shannon and I have a good time and she makes me laugh, but like I, she wants a yes person and I'm just not that, but I think it would be a good opportunity for Shannon to say something nice to Gina on this trip. And Dr. Jen goes, why does Gina need validation from Shannon? Which is such an actually a really great great question, Doctor Jen, um, and. Dr. Jen's like, maybe Gina cares about Shannon more than she thinks. We cut back to Emily talking to Shannon. She's like, did you reach out to Gina? And Shannon's like, we're going out to coffee tomorrow. And Emily's like, Gina was more reasonable when I talked to her. You know, she didn't say mean things about you. And we get another flashback of Gina going, I wouldn't say her. You know, it was very out of character for me to say that her life is bad. And Emily goes, Shannon, I think you should go to her party, her face care party, and celebrate her. And that's what I think you should do. And Shannon and the talking head goes, I think Emily is enjoying our growing friendship we have. And I understand that she needs to stop stirring up trauma and stop, you know, mentioning things to Gina. And then Emily goes, your makeup looks good, Shannon. And then Shannon goes, I have no bra on. And Emily goes, I wasn't looking at your boobs. I was looking at your makeup, ding dong. And also, like, you want to talk about boner killer. I have no brawn from Shannon Bedore. I'm like, uh, put put one. Hey, I have time. Put one on. You know what I'm saying? Put it on. Put it on. Uh, I'm John Jansen. How dare you say that about my woman? New scene. Shane and Emily are in the kitchen uh, with their chef, Dusty. Uh, Shane's family is coming over. Emily lets us know she can't cook at all. And that's why he's here. She burnt nuggets last week. Uh, Tara, Shane's cousin comes in, the mom comes in and they're like bringing gifts for Annabelle's baptism, which we saw a couple weeks ago. And Shane is, Shane's like, Tara, you should come over more often. If you bring gifts, Shane loves a good dad joke. Emily says, you know, it's really nice. You got to create your own family when you're older. My dad wasn't around. My mom didn't have a lot of money. Um, and then we do a flashback of her explaining the same damn thing to Joan and Shannon at that dinner earlier in the season. The thing about being a mom is giving them more than I ever had. She says, have a good home where the parents care about each other. I love that. Um, and Emily's telling the people at the table, she goes, you know, for our family photos this year, we're going to do a wedding photo shoot. We get another flashback to one month earlier of Emily telling, uh, saying wedding photos. We were married in Vegas and Shane had had a a young son from his other marriage and and we ended up not getting wedding photos. And so we are going to do that now. I'm going to have a cape and Shane's like, not a veil. And then we see the boys in tiny tuxedos in a flashback getting fitted they should just call this show Real Housewives of Orange Flashback um, tried to talk uh, she's like I tried to talk Shannon to a vow renewal and he said no fucking way and he said it was because there's a curse and then we get exciting flashbacks of Vicky and Don Gunvalson and their vow renewal ceremony and then Shannon's vow renewal ceremony with David Bador. and David's like Shannon I love you you are the rock of my life <laughs> Bronwyn did a vow renewal, and then Emily goes, and a couple months later, she's like, I'm a lesbian. Emily in a talking head says we weren't doing good at our 10 year mark. So, you know, we didn't want to do a vow renewal then, but we've been through the trenches and, and we're really happy. And she's like, I'm starting a new trend. Wedding photo redo. You are not starting a new trend, Emily. I can guarantee you that. Um, They do a cheers to family and living a long, fulfilling, happy life and cheesecake. The mom says, and Emily goes, yeah, Cheesecake cheers new scene we get some dog walkers we see noella getting her make or doing her own makeup nancy her mother is sitting there watching and she's like i'm gonna cry all my makeup off i'm holding my stuff together but i know that soon i will see some of the ladies because you know you get some bad news and and i was talking to her she goes we just got some very bad news that my father passed away and We know that he passed in his home that he loved in Hawaii. He was alone, as sad as it is to found be found dead for days on the floor of your house. But at least he wasn't tied up to machines. We got a letter from an ex ex, uh, for the executor of his estate. And it's a weird place because I want to defend him and love him, even though we had a weird relationship. And mom says, "Just uh, it's just very sad I never got to meet his grandkids. I also love Noella's like, as sad as, uh, you know, and it's sad as it's to be found uh, dead for days on the floor because you were alone. Like, I I just felt like she was going to get like naked with his tiny wiener hanging out. Um, Noella... Says, you know, I don't feel bad for me because we had a a lifetime where I knew him. I wasn't looking for a deeper relationship for us, but I wish my son had got to meet my father. I don't have a lot of regrets, but I will always regret that. She is crying in a talking head saying, because I would have made it happen. I was so protective of my son. I was scared my father would hurt my kid the same way he hurt me. In hindsight, I wish I could have worked through that. And then the mom and daughter hug. Now, This is, I feel very true. You know, I do. I feel, you know, that is something that Noella would have had to work through. And sometimes we just don't want to let go of hurt and people that have hurt us. Even if they did it for reasons they didn't meet, you know, like even for a coterie of options, it still can sting and it will prevent you from moving forward in other relationships or, or, you know, her little son didn't get to meet his grandfather ever. Also, I think it is interesting is that we really are, once again, getting an example of that nobody will film with Noella except it's a group scene. Like, do you notice that? The last couple of episodes, there's been no single scenes with Noella. It's only been group scenes. I truly believe she might be a monster behind the scenes. That's just a guess. New scene, we see some boats. We're at Tatiana's house. That's Gina's friend who's throwing her this makeup party. Gina and Tatiana are getting their makeup done um tatiana is so happy to see her friend up gina says one month earlier we get a flashback and tatiana's like it's a thing in the making your your face line, so so special that it's happening at my house and she's like thank you for extending your home and gina's like that's a good friend And she's like, the only good thing, the only thing that's not completely good about today is the situation with Shannon. And then we cut to Shannon, who is writing a card for Gina for the party with John Jansen. And she's like, dear Gina, congrats. I wish you nothing but complete success. And John's like, yeah. We cut back to Gina. And she's like, well, if she shows up, I hope she's going to be the bigger person, you know? You know, can she maintain it the whole night, Tatiana says. And Gina's like, depends on how much time she spends around the bar. We cut to Gina trying some of the appetizers. Now, the skincare line, I think it's called Cara Gala. I don't know uh gina's partners are there obviously oh sorry gina's parents are there obviously travis is going to be there she even says my ex matt and his girlfriend would be there but they got to watch the kids terry and uh her father is there um and terry hugs trav and says oh oh sorry sorry Terry and Heather get there, and uh, Gina's parents are there as well. Terry immediately is like, okay, where's the bar? Terry hugs Travis. Uh, Heather goes, oh, my God, you look gorgeous to Gina. And Gene, Heather's father, goes, hi, Terry, I'm Gene. We had a wonderful dinner with Heather a couple of weeks ago in Manhattan. We cut to Heather, who is giving... Uh, Gina a Chanel purse I wonder if it's one of Gina's First Chanel purses it has like little New York Buttons and she's like I wanted to give you A piece of our trip you are Launching and it is so exciting to Watch and Gina's like oh friendship Means a lot to me I Love the gifts you give me And Heather's like I wouldn't have missed It for the world like that bitch Shannon Bedore. Uh Noella is there and Gina's like I'm so sorry Noella And Noella starts crying she's like it's gonna be going to be a beautiful night it's gonna be a beautiful night emily tells heather did you hear about noella's dead dad she he died and Heather's like he died uh dr jen and ryan come in and ryan's like did you bring a present she's like no um we see gina's big gina's head on like a big photo and um they're joking. They're like, if we were to put a pin on Gina's face, the bullseye would be right there. Gina's head would be great for Shannon, Emily says. We can add it to her portrait of her in her gym. We get a flashback of Shannon showing us the portrait of herself she has in her own gym. Gina goes... Oh, I did invite Chan. I did invite Shannon. I was supposed to meet her for coffee. We get another flashback where Gina goes. I am so stressed out about this event. I don't think it would be good for us to meet. It wouldn't be good for either of us. But please come to the event. Gina says it's not that I enjoy hurting people's feelings, but we all have our bad moments. Doctor Jen and Ryan meet Gina's parents, and <laughs> Gina's dad goes, "Hi, Brian," and he goes, and Jean goes "Ryan," and then Gene goes, "Ryan," he goes, "Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> noella tells emily thank you for your amazing text you're amazing you're both amazing shannon and john jansen get out of the car they're all staring as john jansen and shannon come in like oh here we go shannon goes hello ladies to emily and heather gina says hey shannon shannon goes this is so awesome i love i love this i like shannon's already being super pot like look how supportive i'm being i am being the most supportive that you can be of a friend i am being the most supportive human in the entire world they are going to write stories about me one day and shannon an italian head goes a good friend is someone who is there for you and is completely loyal and who puts the time in and that is me i put the time in Gina opens Shannon's gift and it's a lucky butterfly. And, and Shannon's like, it's, it's, it's symbolic. It's, it's, you know, it's not that you need it. And Shannon's like, oh, I need luck. We cut to Heather, uh, who tells Noella, sorry about your dad. And Noella's like, whatever, bitch. And Shannon erupts and, you know, gets a hug from Noella. And Noella's like, I want to bring his ashes to Carmel and spread it on the 19th hole. You know, and I'm like, well, it doesn't sound like you guys were close. Like, do you, I, I I, I get, okay. Um, Travis and Ryan, remember when they were at Terry's house last episode and they were like doing like the, they were getting past hors d'oeuvres and then Ryan started doing like jokes like, let me take the tray table. And Travis was like, oh, you like, I've never met anybody as funny as you, Ryan. And they're doing the same shit again. Like, Ryan is making Travis laugh about a cocktail server coming around. It, it's like the relationship is in the background, but it's one to pay attention to if you're bored with the actual show. Noella is um, letting Jen, she's like, Jen, I'm still blocked from you. And Dr. Jen's like, We don't need tagging on I, IG, and we'll unblock, we'll unblock on my dad's death, Dr. Jen says. Travis talks to Gene and goes, Well, both sets of our parents are here. It's almost a wedding. Uh, Shannon is talking to uh, Gina's parents, and Gina's mom is like, Shannon, we waited a long time to thank you for this. Three years ago, you set our daughter up with a lawyer, and your kindness met the world to us. Thank you so much for helping our daughter. And then talking to that, Shannon goes, okay, you weren't crazy, Shannon. You did do something nice. Heather is talking to the ladies going, me and Terry have had such a crazy work year. We are going to Cabo. We are going to Rancho Relaxo. Now, is that like a term for relaxing that Heather's made up or is it an actual hotel called Rancho Relaxo? She's like, we're going to eat, drink, have hotel sex. And I'm like, count me out. Terry and Terry and Heather having whole and ladies and gentlemen, Richard Marks for Terry and Heather's hotel sex. Uh, Dr. Jan hears this and goes, me and Ryan had sex last night. And they're like, yay, how was it? And she's like, 10. It was 10 out of it. It was good. Yes. I don't think it, it didn't. It seemed like it was like the point of like, he put it in me. But it, it didn't seem like it was good. Uh, Gina makes a speech. She's like, it's really special. The last few years have been very hard. And part of pouring myself into Caragala is a nuisance of purpose. Um, and she goes, and Travis, I really appreciate you for making me realize I can do these things, and supporting and loving me. In the talking head, she's like, I don't think I could feel this whole unless he was a supporting, loving partner. He helped put me back together, and he's from Orange County. I never would have thought. Emily says, I want you to look in the mirror and say, I'm a badass boss bitch. Gina, And then all of a sudden we get this black, like the shot turns to black and white and the screen goes black and it says five days later. And now when Bravo fucking pulls a five days later, you know, you're about to get your ass handed to you. You're about to get knocked off your coal mining ass. And Shannon says, you know what, Gina? I don't know if you do what to get. I don't know if you want to get along with me. They're having the same fucking fight, but they're in Aspen because they're wearing like winter clothes. And Heather says, never in my wildest dreams did I think it was going to go into a crazy town like that. It's Aspen. We have Heather telling Noella to shut up. Shut up, Noella. And Noella's like, what? And then Emily saying something about, why are you spreading lies about Heather? And Shannon's saying, Emily plays a larger part in stirring things up than I think we realize. Heather says, your karma, Noella, is giving you what it needs. And then we just get a shot of Noella at a river, like scream crying. Man, this show will bore the hell out of me, but then it sucks me back in with a preview like that, even though I'll watch it until the day I die. You guys, we did it. We did another long one. This is a... Man, we do long form here, don't we guys? Well, anyways, we did it together. I hope you had the best weekend ever. You know the de- You know the drill. We got that sweet, sweet weekend right now. I'll talk to you guys bright and early on Monday. I'll be releasing Patreon episodes this weekend. Uh I get I get a hair. Hey, if you guys could put a good thought in the air for me to get a good haircut and beard trim, I get headshots on Tuesday, so it's impaired. Last time I did, uh, I did that. Remember, I got a hair trim and a beard trim, and then I dyed my beard, and that's when my face blew up. So, think good thoughts for tomorrow. Let's hope it all. Let's hope it all works. Um, and if not, let's hope the hospital has a good Wi-Fi signal. Have a great weekend, you guys, and I will talk to you bright and early on Monday. Bye!
0: batches